There was a boy who had a band of brothers. There was a boy who had a band of brothers. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Far away! Far away! Far away! He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Good evening, Cobbacy families, and welcome to the Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. The Warriors and most of the Braves are in their beds. Half of the Braves. The sun is going down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a Maine summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over the blue sheets to see what will happen today. This is your blue sheet report about what did happen today. And just in case you were wondering, it looked like it was going to be terrible and rainy all day long today, but that is not what happened. That is not what happened. Never trust the weather report. Get ready to persevere regardless of the circumstances. That is who we are at Camp Cropacy for Boys, and it looked like it was going to be terrible and rainy and thunderstormy all day. And we got, I would say, seven-eighths of the stuff we wanted to get done done today and just kept going in the rain. It was great. There was only a little bit of rain. It was more of a mist. And then the afternoon just turned bright and happy and a little bit, just a little bit humid, but not too bad. Today was the 23rd of July, 2018. HOD tonight is Jonesy. Alphabet day is a B slash E day. OD shift is the Comets, Common Lounge cleanup is soccer and squash, and Meals and Flags today were brought to you by Noel and Johnny. There were no birthdays, and today's events. The Sachem boys, our oldest boys, went to Winnebago for a 15 and under volleyball intercamp. They were psyched, they left early in the morning, and they went out wearing their Cobbacy blue, Cabo blue, if you will. Golf left at 9 a.m., closed-toed shoes and everything, and they were gone for second and third period, doing a little golf at the local Golf course, very beautiful course just nearby, about 10 minutes down the road. Everyone is always excited to go to golf because you get to go out of camp and be somewhere else, and then you're right back. You don't really lose anything. It's pretty great. And also tonight, Tumble Down, Kineo, and Co. bunks were all headed to Spirit Island. I just got back from there. You'll hear about that more in a second. Today at Lakeside, we had 11 and under basketball tryout, 12 and under football tryouts, and 9 and under soccer tryouts. And also, 11, 13, and 15 and under tennis tryouts after dinner tonight. Sweatshirts are not raincoats. There is a few things I find myself saying every single time any specific type of weather shows up. And whenever it's raining, I would say 10% of our boys put on their water-absorbent cotton sweatshirt and wear it like a rain jacket. So I repeat that refrain as frequently as raindrops hit the ground. Laundry day today. Kineo, Tumbledown, and Sachem. And tomorrow, laundry will be done for Cherokee, Blackfoot, and Mohican. Evening activities this evening. Braves, half of them were at Spirit Island, and the other half are getting ready for MTV night. And uh, Watermelon League for Council Warriors and Sachem, led by Coach Birch. Next, tomorrow, is Braves Day. We have a late sleep-in. Almost uh, half of the staff has the day off, and Warriors and Council are headed to Funtown Splashtown, which is an amusement park and also a water park. It is a fun town and also a splash town. 
There's also a Watermelon League round two tomorrow evening. And then three days out, the counselor hunt, 11 under basketball practice, and 15 under handball tryouts. The Sachem trip leaves to go to the first place. The sun hits the United States. It's in Maine. Our oldest boys are going to get there for the big event. Also, 10 and under football goes to Moden. 11 and under football is hosted here, and 13 and under basketball is also hosted here. And that is your Blue Sheet Report for today, the 23rd of July, 2018. It was a gorgeous day. A good one. It is a magnificent and busy thing to run Camp Cobbacy, and each day I make it out of the office and into the breeze and sunlight of Cobbacy itself and spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout, sometimes it's watching an intercamp, and sometimes it's marvelous one-on-one time with a single boy. These are often my favorite times. This is what I saw today. I don't know how many camps have their own island, but I'm sure it's not that many. Every time we go to Spirit Island for Braves Night on Spirit Island, I am reminded of how much of a resource it is and just how magical it is. I get there a little later. The full show starts much earlier. They leave around 4 o'clock, they go over, they set up camp, they put up their tents, they get the fire ready, and then they go swimming in the secret Spirit Island Cove, and they get to swim in the falling light of the day. And it's a different light out there on the lake. The cove is really cool because the island is actually the, the part that sticks above the water. Obviously, every island is actually a mostly submerged mountain. And the part that is just under the surface of the water actually goes out pretty far. There's a nice shelf there. So it's sandy, and the boys can walk out a ways, and the counselors stand them on their shoulders and then jump up, and they shoot out over the water and splash down. There's a lot of just splashing around for the fun of it. And you're not looking at any buildings. You're not looking at Spirit Island. You're just looking at this big huge expanse of maybe a mile and a half, two miles of pure lake. In the distance you can see the far shore and a bit of sheep island, but it's really just a slowly moving aqueous evening scene and the boys get a little quieter and there's shrieks of laughter and so on of course if you're getting tossed, but really it's just a nice chill swim before, before the evening kicks off. Then they have dinner, they make stuff over the fires, the boys are talking about the best combinations of this and that, and then they get together for a campfire. And tonight, as our boat approached Spirit Island, you could hear the cheers and the shouting of all of these boys as they were doing silly songs and getting jumpy and hilarious. They had just gotten there. Delicious s'mores, and I always talk about this, but kind of how the whole world can be divided into people who like top bunks and bottom bunks. So too can most people get divided into two types of s'mores makers. The first is the asteroid approach. That is where you just stick the marshmallow into the fire and grin and bear it as your marshmallow turns first into a ball of flame, much to your delight, and then hardens and crisps and crackles and flakes and becomes what I call the asteroid, which is just a big spherical charball 
the boy in question always pulls it out with an air of satisfaction as if that's what they meant to do. I have this theory that most of the asteroiders of the world really didn't mean to do that, but once you're, I mean, this is life advice, once your marshmallow catches on fire, you might as well pretend you meant to do it. So they put the asteroid of burnt char, carbon, and hot sweet inside onto this, you know, graham cracker, and then it melts the chocolate and off they go. And then the next group is the slow rotators, the asteroiders versus the slow rotators. And they take that and they find the perfect spot. They take that marshmallow find the perfect spot. And they just rotate that thing super slowly until it's just a little brown on one side. And they rotate it again and again and again. And they get it going. And it's really nice. And they are very satisfied. And they, usually the, the slow rotators want an adult to verify how good they are at delaying gratification. And then they put that marshmallow right on the same same operation, and then they eat it. And inevitably, regardless of your camp, Capulets or Montagues, if you're brave, you're getting marshmallow all over your face. And that's part of the joy. And then it's story time. I told a couple stories. Mike Heward, head counselor, told a couple stories. And that's really fun because Braves love stories and they love campfires. And as much as they move around during the day and as much as it is impossible to get them to stop moving, they're like really smart cats. And then all at once, they're not like smart cats anymore. They're like super energetic puppies. For all of that, maybe after the sugar crash happens, <laughs> they are suddenly ready to really listen. So Mike told him the story of the headless moose. I told him the story of the sneaky mountain lion. I told them the story of the baby bear. And that was all good. And they sat, they were into it. They asked follow-up questions. They had some follow-up comments about the various creatures we were talking about. And then the most magical part of the night happened, which is that Matt Jonesy-Jones, our adventure director, stood up and asked some of the returning boys to talk about Color War coming up around the corner. What was the best part for them? What, what did it mean when... Griff wore his red beads. P.S. It means that the draft has happened and it's, color war could break any moment. What is the hatchet hunt? What does it mean when you do around the bases? What are the days like? Who is a captain? Who is a lieutenant? What are the groups? All that stuff. And it wasn't any adult saying anything. It was the boys themselves. And they were talking about what it was like for them. And this is nine-year-old to nine-year-old third grader to fourth grader, fourth grader to third grader. And then at the very end, and these boys are all seriously staring into these flames and imagining these things. So imagine three bunks worth of braves of second, third, and fourth graders, mostly third and fourth graders, all staring into the fire with their faces rosy from the light, dark trees behind them and beyond that, the lighter lake, but their eyes are fixed because they are not here anymore as the staff members who used to be campers talk the braves are transported they are living in an imaginative landscape of color war to be and they are their limbs are not moving their eyes are fixed and their mouths are motionless they're not wiggling because they're imagining what it will be like for them and if they're returners, they're imagining what it was like last time and how it will be different now with their new, stronger, faster, taller body. Maybe they're a little nervous. 
Maybe they're a little excited. But tonight on Spirit Island, we got to see all the boys begin their participation in Color War. And watching a whole bunch of little guys do it at the same moment, well, that's not something you get to see every day. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for Boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight with steady counselors watching over them, nodding off, surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lake, some of them with loons sounding right next to them on the lake, for they are on Spirit Island. All is well in this place set apart.